You are listening to This Week in Japan, the show that brings you the most trending news stories and cultural insights from Japan. Today is September 18th, and we're coming to you live from Lopongi, Tokyo. I'm your host, Julian Domanski, and joining me, as always, is my co host and founder of Ryu Tokyo, Yasuharu Matsuno. Hey guys, welcome back. We had so many big news stories this week, including having the new Prime Minister. And we actually had a hard time like, selecting which ones to talk about, right? Yeah, it was,、uh, it was quite challenging.、Mm. But yeah, I'd say it's for a good reason. So I'm excited to discuss them. Okay, so in this episode, we're going to be discussing the following big news stories Yoshihide Suga is elected as Prime Minister. Naomi Osaka wins the US Open, drawing both praise and criticism. Digital theft is on the rise with multiple cases of hacking. Final Fantasy XVI and other big titles are announced during the PS5 presentation, and a mother and son are arrested for selling knockoff Pokemon goods. This Monday, September 14th, Yoshihide Suga won the election for the Prime Minister of the Liberal Democratic Party. The results came as no surprise considering his backing from the majority of the party, but who exactly is the man taking up the role of Prime Minister? Suga himself comes from a small town in Akita Prefecture, where his father worked as a strawberry farmer and his mother as a schoolteacher. As a young boy, instead of inheriting his farm, he headed to Tokyo where he went to university. After graduating, he worked as a secretary for a diet member for over 10 years before running a successful campaign for the Yokohama City Assembly in 1987. In 1996, he received a chance to run for the Liberal Democratic Party and was elected into the House of Representatives. Suga was chosen as a member of Abe Shinzo's cabinet during his first tenure in 2006. He is known for his extreme work ethic. Suga is said to wake up every day at 5 a.m. to watch the latest news, go for a 40 minute walk, and do 100 sit ups, eat breakfast, and be in the office by 9 a.m. While at work, daily press conferences and dozens of meetings were the norm for the Prime Minister's right hand man. He is also a fan of pancakes and is said to treat his co workers several times a month. Suga said he is going to focus on the tasks of decreasing corona infections, combating the decreasing birth rate, and revitalizing the economy. So, Yasu, do you like pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah, but I'm sure not as much as he does. Yeah, he seems to really enjoy them.、Mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't think this would be the first thing we'd be bringing up about the new prime minister. <laughs> yeah, so as you may or may not know, like,、uh, he's called as、uh, Pancake Ojisan. <laughs> you know, because he, he loves pancakes so much. And, you know, Ojisan means、uh, mm. an、like, old man or middle aged man.、Mm. Mm, so, yeah, 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 but like in a favorable way, you yeah. Know? Well, he was a、uh, Rewa Oji-san, right? Oh, yeah, yeah he was. So now、yeah. he's Pancake Oji-san, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think now more people are calling him Pancake Oji-san. Yeah, you could just keep extending it like Rewa Pancake Oji-san. Yeah,、and、good then, idea. And then in the future, another word, you know, just、uh-huh, keep, <laughs> uh-huh. keep making it longer.、Mm-hmm. Oji-san is the word used to describe an approachable. Person.、Mm. Like, I mean, especially in this case. Yeah. So I think it's a, it's a good sign as the prime minister. Yeah. You know, approachable, like politician or prime minister.、Mm. Right. Because technically the word means uncle, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's always a bit of a tricky one, but you can call like elder men or your son. It can be rude or it can be like kind of kind. It's, it's a bit of a. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right.、Uh, it can be both.、Mm. But in his case, he's already 71 years old.、Oh, right? Okay. 
And in that case, uh, he could be oji-san,、mm. which means like, like a really old man or、mm. your grandfather. Yeah. I mean, oji-san's original meaning is,、uh, is your grandfather.、Mm. Yeah, the fact that people are calling him oji-san is、uh, more of a compliment to him. Oh,、uh, okay. <laughs> that, that's kind of the nuance that I get. I get, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So,、uh, yeah, let's move on to slightly a more serious side of the news, though.、Um, mm-hmm. The general consensus is, is good in Japan. People seem to be pleased with the yeah, of Sega. Yeah, I, I saw the, the survey, the result of the survey this morning,、mm. th- done by some newspaper, and the approval rate of the cabinet is like 63%, which is higher than that of the,、uh, the, the second Abe administration.、Mm. Okay. Oh, the entire cabinet, not just Suga. Yeah, entire cabinet. Oh, okay. Yeah, but of course, you know, the prime minister is the, the main guy, you know, face of the cabinet. Yeah, yeah. So that affects the, the results significantly. Oh, interesting. But yeah. yeah, generally, it seems that Suga has most of the majority of the public support.、Mm. So yeah, it should be a, it seems like a great start for the cabinet.、Mm. Oh, this is a good start. I think one of the most interesting things to me as kind of an outside observer. Of、uh, Suga is that、uh, he was not born into politics or、mm. even a rich family, right? He's I, son of a farmer and a teacher. Right,、so. right. Yeah, which I didn't know、mm. until、uh, he was elected. Oh, really? Or the, the race for the prime minister started. Oh, okay. Yeah, because、uh, I always thought that he was born to a, you know, a politician's、mm. family. Uh, because he's such a like, powerful like, figure.、Mm. He's been like, number two, or you know, Nyobo Yaku, as we discussed in the, in the、mm. previous week of you know, Abe administration for so long.、Mm. So I always imagined that he's, he has a very like, powerful like,、uh, family background.、Mm, true, yeah. Yeah, so、uh, we were discussing the day before the tweet Suga made in English right after he was inaugurated,、mm. right? And he said, I am Suga Yoshihide. I was inaugurated as the 99th Prime Minister of Japan. I am determined to tear down bureaucratic sectionalism, vested interests, and notorious habit of following precedents. I'll advance regulatory reforms and give birth to a cabinet that works for the people. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you,、um, what did you think when you heard this? I mean, my eye goes straight to the word birth. <laughs> <laughs> Give birth to、yeah. a cabinet.、Mm. I guess, I mean, yeah, overall, it's not a bad tweet. It's just a very weird way to close it off.、Mm. Give birth. I guess what he means to say is that he will like assemble a cabinet or. But I think he's coming from the idea of like when you say like you give birth to an idea,、mm. you know,、um, or, you know, he's not far off the money. Mm. I just saw like a lot of people online, especially like a lot of people I follow on Twitter, are like Japanese or English translators because、uh, they post a lot of language content. Right, 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 interesting. right. And like everybody was just like, like who, who the bloody hell is like translate? <laughs> like you think the translator for the prime minister would、mm. be good, right? <laughs>、uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I thought. So、yeah. like, because I don't think he wrote that personally, right? As a Japanese, I I can understand what what he was trying to say.、Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it almost looks like、um, it's, a, it's a direct translation of some you know, Japanese expressions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think、uh, Suga san needs a, a better person to translate. I'm not volunteering myself for the position. <laughs> My English actually isn't very good, but you know, just, just at a glance, yeah, it just sounded a bit weird. 
I don't really care that much, you know. It's it's not, it's not that big a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think what's important is that he's trying to like uh, spread the message yeah, yeah. by by himself uh, yeah. in in English. He's giving birth to messages. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, using using Twitter. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. He's doing the uh, the Donald Trump approach. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I don't know, but <laughs> but another goofy thing is that uh, he's known to have a black belt in karate. Yeah, that is why he still does like uh, push-ups and uh, sit-ups like every day. Oh, damn. M- maybe only sit-ups, but... I would but like anyway. to retract all my criticism of his tweet. <laughs> I, I don't want him to come around my house and kick my ass. <laughs> uh-huh. And you, you mentioned in the news section like uh, 100 sit-ups. Yeah. Uh, but I saw somewhere that he does it like two sets, like oh, in the man. morning and in, in the evening. So He must have like rock-hard abs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, yeah, no wonder he looks so energetic, even though he's 71. Yeah, he does look, I mean, we said this last week, he looks genki. Genki, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when he's got pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's move on to some sports news next. This Saturday, Japan-born tennis player Naomi Osaka secured her second victory in the US Open, defeating her opponent, Victoria Azarenka. While Osaka and her many Japanese sponsors are celebrating the limelight, some were concerned about her recent actions regarding representation and police brutality. During each of her matches in the tournament, she donned a different black mask that read a different name of a black citizen killed in recent years by police. Osaka clearly wished to convey a message, and after her first round, she addressed her intentions openly, saying, It's quite sad that seven masks isn't enough for the amount of names, so hopefully I'll get to the finals and you can see all of them. In America, many are praising her boldness for bringing attention to such serious issue by using her platform, but there are some mixed views in Japan regarding her outspokenness. According to sources tied to Osaka's Japanese sponsors, one representative stated, there hasn't been any impact in particular, but it's not something we're openly happy about. Another Japanese sponsor made a similar statement, saying, I think it's wrong to bring the issue of racial discrimination and her trade, tennis, together. Yeah, so before we get into the discussion, Yasu, Hmm. I think I just want to say that I 100% agree with her decision. Yeah, so to, do I. To do this. <laughs> um, and I think that the only way that society makes progress mm-hmm. is when people who have power and influence, mm. they use it to spread a message, right? Yeah. And use it to represent people, mm. um, you know, less fortunate, mm. which is exactly what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I was about to say something similar. But at the same time, um, I think we should first like uh, focus on her uh, accomplishment as an mm. uh, athlete. Because no other tennis players in Japan mm. has won single like uh, Grand Slam in the, in the history. True, yeah. So this is her uh, third time already. Mm. And yeah, she's already won the US Open twice, mm. uh, including the recent one. And the uh, one Australian Open. Mm. So, and she's still 22. Yeah, it's crazy, right? She's yeah. so young still. Mm. So I'm, uh, besides the, the you know, like uh, online debate around her uh, protests mm. uh, to, to the current issue, um, I first want to, you know, congratulate her for her, you know, great achievement as an athlete. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm. I think I think both sides of the story need to be addressed. Mm, mm. You know, I agree effectively. Yeah. You no, know, because yeah, she's she's achieved a lot mm. as an athlete. If you just isolate that part of the story, you know, mm. she's done an incredible job. Mm. Um, and like we said just at the, the beginning, you know, then she's using that using that platform she's yeah. built to yeah. to then you know push another agenda that is very important to a lot of people. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, originally from. 
the city of Osaka, mm. Naomi Osaka, comically has the same name as the place she was, she was born. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I actually didn't know、uh, she's from Osaka City. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because the、uh, Chinese character used for、uh, City Osaka、mm. is slightly different than her, her surname. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite similar, but it's, it's a bit different. True. So, yeah, yeah I thought may- maybe it's just a coincidence. Yeah, I guess it'd be quite goofy if your name was literally the same as the city. I think、uh-huh. in English, right, you write it in the same way. Right. And the, the pronunciation's the same, right? But、uh, like we talk about quite a lot, you know, the,、uh, the actual meaning of kanji,、mm. you know, they carry a lot of weight. So the way that you write a name、mm. can often, you know, be d- interpreted in different ways. Right. But I think to outsiders, it just sounds kind of funny. It's like Naomi Osaka. Uh, from Osaka. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And、um, about the debate、uh, that's ongoing,、um, you know, related to her、uh, wearing the mask to, you know, express her、uh, support for Black Lives Matter movements.、Mm-hmm. And yeah, I also think she has like every right to express what she thinks as、mm-hmm. one of the most、uh, influential figures in the, in the sports field,、mm-hmm. you know. And、um, I, I really respect her courage. Yeah, I, I think that she also knows that if she states her strong opinion about, you know, not just this, but any social issues, especially the ones that are quite sensitive, she can be, you know, criticized by,、uh, you know, s- certain people. Of course. Right.、Yeah. But, you know, the fact she does it anyway、uh, kind of shows that she's really determined to. You know, contribute to resolving this,、uh, this, this big issue ongoing.、Mm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I personally think the situation in Japan is quite different、um, than that in the US. Yeah. And so I, I think that the, the Black Lives Matter movement in Japan、uh, should also take a different approach for, for that reason. Yeah. But in any case, what Naomi is doing is、uh, helpful. In、uh, raising awareness about the, the issue in Japan.、Mm. Because the, the, one of the biggest problems in Japan is that、um, m- m- most people are not really aware of the, the racial issues, you know,、yeah. uh, racial problems, probably both like inside and outside Japan. Yeah,、so. that's kind of what I was going to say is like the, the sponsors, I think their comments are a bit insensitive.、Mm. But I think what you also have to remember is that, like, if they are Japanese sponsors, they don't necessarily have the full awareness、mm. of the situation in America, right?、Mm. You know, even, even for me as a Westerner, I'm not American.、Mm. And while, like, you know, we do have similar issues in the UK,、mm. from what I can tell, like, on the news and by speaking to Americans, the situation is a lot worse、mm. there. So I think it's also maybe important to say, like, for anyone listening, like, if you kind of want to throw some, like, anger, Towards these sponsors. I think if you look at it more from like a subjective point of view, they just don't really understand the situation.、Uh-huh. And I think what they're thinking is, or I think maybe perhaps they kind of forget that she is mostly American. You、mm. know, she's really raised in America, right? Because、mm. they just think, oh, born in Osaka, she, you know, her name's Osaka, you know, she's going to win for Japan.、Uh-huh. But for her as a person, A big part of her life is in America, right? Yeah, I suppose so.、Mm. Um, but just one last,、uh, one last little thing I, I kind of found interesting、um, just doing some research on her、mm-hmm. um, for the story. You know?、mm-hmm. Obviously, we hear a lot about her in the news,、um, but I, I, I pulled this off her Wikipedia page and it's talking about her father.、Um, and it says, Saka's father was inspired to teach his daughters how to play tennis by watching the Williams sisters compete at the 1999 French Open. Having、mm-hmm. little experience as a tennis player himself, 
he sought to emulate how Richard Williams trained his daughters to become two of the best players in the world, despite having never played the sport. Francois remarked that the blueprint was already there. I just had to follow it. And I thought that was kind of cool, right? Mm. Because obviously the, the immediate um, connection is drawn to Serena and Venus Williams, uh-huh. two of the greatest female tennis players in history. Mm. Obviously they're black Americans, right? Mm. And kind of Naomi is now kind of following in the same footsteps. Mm. But because of her father, who saw another father with no experience train his daughters. Mm. And he just literally, he submitted it. He's like, I just copied the formula. Mm. And it has literally produced another world champion. I uh-huh. think that's just kind of crazy, right? I mean, and Naomi also defeated like uh, either Serena or... Mm. Uh, yeah, I think it was Serena. It was, uh, let's just check. It was the US Open final. That was the first one that she won two years ago. Oh, okay. She, she defeated her in yeah, the final. Yeah, probably it was. Yeah, mm. yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really into Naomi Osaka's kind of personality, the way she handles things. Mm. She's got almost 8 million followers on Twitter oh, wow. and her profile tagline is how to be unprofessional 101. That's, <laughs> that's her description, <laughs> which I think is great. It's just, uh, it's great. So yeah, more, more power to Naomi. Keep winning, you know, keep helping people mm. and keep spreading the message. Mm-hmm. Okay. So on to our third story of the week. Digital theft is on the rise recently with several incidents of unauthorized withdrawals from various institutions. This Monday, NTT Docomo Inc., an electronic payment service, officially announced that they had confirmed over 120 cases of exploitation of their online service. Around 25.4 million yen, roughly $240,000, were stolen. The company recently expanded its online payment service to other carriers as well in September. However, in order to register an account, only a name and email address were necessary. With no proof of identity system in place, it made it easy for fake accounts to be made. The company has since apologized for its slow response and assured its users that proof of identification will now be required before being able to use the service. In another incident, 17 illegal charges have been tied to Japan Post Bank using another smartphone payment service, PayPay. Altogether, the amount withdrawn was around 1.4 million yen. PayPay has since promised to compensate the victims in full. The details of the breach are currently unknown. So yeah, there's a lot of these new like payment services popping up. Mm. I've noticed in the last couple of years. There's also been some kind of big hack scandals, right? This is. I remember just uh, actually was it last year? There was like the Seven Eleven Pay, mm. and literally like they got hacked before they even started. Do you yeah. remember that? Like it just like they were getting ready to launch, and then they just scrapped the whole service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, it's a shame. Yeah. But do, do you use any mobile payments on your phone? Uh, I did in the UK. Uh, I've got PayPal. But in Japan, at the moment, no. Oh, why not? <laughs> I don't know, actually. Because um, I'm always like begrudging having to use cash. Mm, so, okay. you know, um, I don't, yeah, I've always wanted to move again back towards digital payments. Uh-huh. But for some reason, I just haven't. But I mean, none of these stories are giving me much confidence. <laughs> yeah, that's what some people are saying, right? It's, yeah. it's quite unfortunate because uh, I use them a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, digital Suica, QuickPay, mm. LinePay, and um, PayPay. PayPay. Oh, okay. And yeah, PayPay was the one that's uh, abused in the, in the recent cases, as mm. you mentioned. Yeah, I mean, overall in Japan, you still can't use any like digital payments and stuff. But I'd say in Tokyo, I was more uh, impressed by um, how rapidly the, you know, the mobile payments have become available. 
Yeah, I would agree. Like it was almost like overnight. I just suddenly mm. realized that like mm. every store I went into yeah. had like wireless mm-hmm. contact services. Mm-hmm. In in just like last like even like in last one year or so. Yeah, yeah. You know, there there's so many of them. Yeah. Yeah. So this uh PayPay thing you're talking about, it sounds very similar to like WeChat or WePay, the mm-hmm. one they use in China, right? I think they were Possibly one of the first people to start doing this with this QR code system. Oh, okay. Which is uh, interesting. You know, QR codes are actually invented in Japan. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's interesting that, yeah, like, you invented the QR code, but mm. not the payment system first, you know? Mm. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but it's kind of how these things kind of roll out. Mm. But, yeah, from what I'm aware, especially, like, if you go to, like, Hong Kong or somewhere like that, mm. and you go into, like, the markets, like, every store just has, like, a QR code, like, just printed on the register mm. or, like, on the counter. Mm. And they'll just be like, uh, you know, we pay, we chat or whatever. And they'll just mm. say, like, scan the code and then just tell you the number. Right, right, right. To right. post it. But it's yeah. great, yeah. So the, obviously the only downside is, you know, they can be hacked. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, basically these, like, abusers or criminals mm. uh, have created, like, fake accounts on, on PayPay, for mm. example. And then they uh, link them to the, the bank, like, certain, like, bank account information. Mm. Uh, for example, as far as I know, uh, they required you to uh, register the, the phone number mm. and then the PayPay sends you the uh, verification code sure. and you, you punch in the, the number mm. uh, in, the, in the app. Mm. And that was almost like about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so as long as you get a fake or, you know, disposable like a mobile phone number. Mm. And just use it to to create a fake account yeah, and link yeah. it to the the real like bank account. Then yeah, you could pretty much like um, mm-hmm. you know get all the the money from the real bank account. And <laughs> you use as much as you want yeah. uh, on PayPay. Yeah, I've always thought it was a bit silly how you can use just a phone number to verify stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like so many services do this, not mm-hmm. just like payment services. Mm-hmm. But they'll be like, you know, verify with a phone number. And it's like, it's not hard to get a phone number though. Mm. You know, if they say verify with a passport, then that's a different matter, right? Mm. I agree. And I just saw the announcement made by uh, PayPay officially a few days ago. And they now require you to uh, submit all the, the IDs. You know? Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> passport can be one of them. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, for Japan as a society, um, obviously digital payments are fairly new. Um, you know, a lot of people are still resisting, still want to keep to cash. But I think as a whole, uh, as long as they can tighten up their security protocols, yeah. then uh, it's, it's a good move forward and I hope to see more of it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, so on to some entertainment news next. On Thursday, Sony delivered an impressive lineup of first looks into new titles for the upcoming PlayStation 5. Among the trailers revealed, fans of the Final Fantasy series were especially excited with the announcement of Final Fantasy 16 a new story that appears to pay homage to the roots of the series. Final Fantasy XVI looks to be based in a more medieval world than other recent entries in the series, with magic and crystals seeming to play a vital role. Summons, another staple in the series, appear to be a large part of the gameplay. The combat, system clo- the combat system closely resembles that of Final Fantasy XV. This wasn't the only title that Sony showed off either. Stunning footage of the Demon Souls remake was also shown, getting fans for the now 11-year-old game more excited than ever. A gameplay demo for Spider-Man Miles Morales and Resident Evil 8 were revealed alongside a teaser of God of War 5 as well. So yeah, I, I didn't catch this one live, Yasu. It was like 5 a.m. yesterday morning, <laughs> yeah. Japan time, but I watched it like 8 o'clock when I woke up, hmm. the whole press conference. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm pretty pumped. 
But mm. uh, yeah, big news, a new Final Fantasy game. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, that at least to some gamers here, right? This announcement is more important than having the new prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, at least more relatable, right? <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, I also uh, watched the trailer uh, last night. Mm. And I don't know, like o- overall, like I- I'm really excited. Mm. But at the same time, it didn't look like a, a classic Final Fantasy in a way. Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I saw like uh, some comments on the YouTube videos mm. and some people are saying like the, the employees of uh, Square, mm. you know, the this game company um, have played the, the Witcher 3, maybe. Yeah. That, that, that's why, it, you know, kind of like resembles uh, a lot. Yeah, a lot mm. of comparisons to Witcher 3. I think there's one scene where like the main character is fighting like this like tentacle like octopus monster in this mm. like swamp mm. and it looks very Witcher 3. I don't I know see. if you've played that game, but. Uh, that's very kind of medieval based, you know, the, uh-huh. the world is very uh-huh. medieval. Uh-huh. But I think the very early Final Fantasy games were more inspired by like European history, right? Totally, yeah. Yeah, because it feels like when, you know, obviously Seven is, you know, one probably the most famous in the series, right? And that was a bit more futuristic, like steampunk. Uh-huh. But one to six were very like medieval. Everyone was like with knights and, you know, having like, you know, like metal armor and stuff, I thought. Yeah, it's... Especially like four or five. Six yeah. uh, has some like modern aspects. You know, oh, they have okay. all the machineries. Oh, okay. I will admit I didn't I didn't play that one. Uh-huh. But from what, what I've seen of like the artwork, they all seem yeah. a bit more medieval style. Uh-huh. I agree. So seven moved away from that. And then like yeah, eight, nine, ten, eleven, kind of moving forward, they all seem to get a bit more like mm-hmm. a bit more fantasy, right? And the mm-hmm. world's got a bit more elaborate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the producer this time is called uh, Yoshida. Mm. And um, he's earned a great reputation by leading the Final Fantasy XIV, mm. the uh, online game. Yeah. And o- although, like, uh, you know, he wasn't part of the, the original, you know, uh, Final Fantasy development team, mm. many fans have very, like, high expectations uh, of him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I've never played, like, fourteen because, you know, I just don't have, like, much, much time to play all those yeah, like, online yeah. games. but. Uh, yeah, based on like what I see online, mm. um, he seems to be a man of caliber. Yeah, yeah, I mm. think so. So yeah, the, obviously the other big news out of this, not just Final Fantasy, right, is the uh, the launch of the PS5 is coming up pretty soon. Mm. Uh, they announced the date finally. It's going to be the 12th of... Uh, the date finally... Sorry, they announced the date finally is going to be the 12th of November. Mm. And the price in Japan, at least, uh, with tax, will be 55,000 yen, mm. which... Translates pretty well um, yeah. to, to most areas. But it looks like in Japan, it's going to be probably one of the cheaper prices. Yeah, many people are saying that uh, it's a lot cheaper than they expected. Mm. Or some people are even like complaining, you know, it's too cheap. Yeah, yeah. And if it's too cheap, you know, everyone wants to buy it. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it'll be harder to get one. Yeah. I mean, I've been wondering about that because obviously this comes right off the heels of last week when... Microsoft finally announced the price of their new Xbox mm. and the top end model, the Xbox Series X, they announced that their price was 50,000 yen mm. and in the US, $499. So oh. basically, uh, PlayStation have priced it exactly the same. But a lot of people are saying that PlayStation has a lot of games that you can only play on PlayStation. Mm. But Xbox is like, like Microsoft says that all the games that they make, they will also release on PC. So it kind of makes the console a bit pointless. Mm. <laughs> Um, but it's good to have all these details out here. I mean, two two months to release, and they only just gave the price. Mm. I think that's kind of unprecedented. That's never mm. happened before in like the world of consoles. I think so. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, 
To me, like I wouldn't rush because uh, it will probably take at least a few years from now to develop the, let's say, the this Final Fantasy. Mm. And there aren't like any other games that would like um, that really interest me to, <laughs> to, you know, kind of like rush to get the, the PS5. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I saw like the further announcement about uh, Final Fantasy 16 mm. will be made sometime next year. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of wish if they could have released it uh, with the, the launch of PS5. Mm. And that's that's pretty much what uh, they did for Final Fantasy, original Final Fantasy VII, yeah, when yeah. they released uh, the original PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I just need to be patient. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to pick up a PS5, hopefully on launch day. The, the pre-orders went live at 10 a.m. this morning. Um, but I'm not having so much luck at the moment. Every website's crashing, and they're uh-huh. currently listed at uh, five times the price on Amazon. So <laughs> yeah, five or you know even like six, seven times. Yeah. I see. <laughs> so uh, wish me luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on to our final and random story of the week. On September 10th, charges were filed by the Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department's Ikigama Precinct against a 23-year-old male office worker from Kyoto and his 49-year-old mother. The mother and son duo had been running a Pokemon counterfeit goods business illegally since last fall. The pair would resell Chinese-imported knockoff Pokemon trading card game Playmats at inflated prices. The son was in charge of purchasing the goods, while the mother handled shipping the orders out. The mats were reportedly purchased for around 700 yen each and resold at 3,000 yen each. The illegal teamwork of the mother and son managed to net them a profit of around 2 million yen. When asked for a motive, the son answered, I did it to make money. The mother simply replied, I did it because I wanted my son to make money. I mean, that's the biggest incentive for most crimes, right? It's just, <laughs> I wanted to make some money. Yeah, but <laughs> in this case, for her son. Yeah, you know, I guess you, could, you can't argue with that logic, really. Um, <laughs> But it's interesting, yeah. Mm. Um, especially counterfeit goods, mm. uh, big a big problem. I was actually watching a program two nights ago on a Netflix called History One Hundred and One, mm. and it's just like a very you know brief summary of all like the key points in history. Mm. Um, but one of the episodes was about trade, mm. and they're talking about uh, the Chinese economy mm. and kind of how it grew over fifty years. But then the, there was one part in the show when they said that. Uh, China produces 85% of all the counterfeit goods mm. in the world. And a lot of it is um, based around, yeah, like popular Japanese brands, mm. you know, um, especially things like Pokemon. Right. So it doesn't surprise me that they were getting this stuff from China. But I think like fraud seems to be one of the bigger crimes in Japan. Mm. Would you agree? Relatively. Yeah. 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 When I first saw this news, I was more surprised by the fact that uh, many people still buy Pokemon goods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um, it's been around for many years, mm. right? Mm. But well, like maybe I shouldn't be too surprised because mm. um, I also bought some, uh, you know, Crayon Shinchan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Doraemon, mm. of course. Um, you know, they're both like a very traditional popular animes from japan true yeah and i uh went to watch those movies uh with my kids like mm. uh, on the on the weekends mm. and after watching the movies like we just went like straight to the 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 merch section oh yeah <laughs> and bought some so oh nice yeah so considering that like pokemon is still like popular today 
Yeah. I'm not sure what the the latest series is called, but um, at least you know Pokemon Go is still popular. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there are some series on the on the console as well, right? But yeah, Pokemon is the uh, the, the highest grossing franchise in the world. Hmm. Uh, Ninety two point one two one billion dollars. Oh, wow. at my most recent search, that's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, the second second place is actually another Japanese brand. Can you guess what it is? Is it like anime? Kind, kind of. Very popular character. Mario? No, not, not Mario. Uh, Hello Kitty. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm. $80 billion. Mm. Second mm. place. And sixth place, Anpan Man. Oh, wow. Would you believe that? Anpan yeah. Man, sixth place. Mm. But all, yeah, time, um, yeah, we have so many goods like related to Anpan Man yeah. in my apartment. So oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For thirty years. billion dollars that is you, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe I shouldn't be surprised that this, uh, you know, like mom and son has mm. made like a couple of millions of yen um, by by making Pokemon goods because it's such a huge market. Yeah, and it's just an easy sell, isn't it? Mm. I think for the especially like with the uh, like the you know the battle card game, mm. the people that play that kind of stuff they're very like intense, like mm. into collecting, right? So. Mm. If you can like offer them something that seems like, you know, a rare piece of merch or whatever it is, mm. and the, the the price is low, it's like you know they're going to buy it, right? Right. Even if it is just like a, a mat, you know, that you play. Uh, the, I think that's what it is. It's like a tabletop mat that you play the game on. Uh, but maybe it's some kind of like limited edition one, or like the print is just like cool, or I don't, I don't really know yeah. details about the actual mm. item. But yeah, if you can tap into a niche and you know sell these kind of fake goods then there's always an audience for them mm. especially in these especially like in gaming because there's things are always limited edition right so if you can offer someone the chance to own something that maybe they thought they missed out on mm. <laughs> they'll always kind of jump at it yeah and i think at the same time all the you know content producers or mm. the people or companies that have all these like copyrights mm. are having headaches you yeah, know, of course, over yeah. these like counterfeit like goods because I think it's uh, becoming more easier for an individual to produce uh, high quality, like counterfeit goods. I think so. Uh, yeah. With you know better, like uh, you know better printers and whatnot. So, mm. and as a consumer as well, I find it quite infuriating sometimes. You know, when you're online, you're trying to look for a particular thing, mm. and you're getting like the first thing you search for, and it, it always seems to be like ludicrously low priced mm. so then your immediate thought is like well that can't be real mm, mm. and then like and then you find things that are like mediumly priced and you think well could be that one you know uh, yeah, could yeah, be yeah, fake yeah, could yeah, be yeah. real uh-huh. obviously the most expensive one is usually the real one right but yeah, it's hard to one. tell like a good deal from a fake thing especially mm. when you've only got pictures online right mm. so that's kind of one danger that's coming in mm-hmm. you know with like the, the digital kind of shopping age it's harder to get your hands on the products so yeah don't buy fake goods. Don't sell fake goods. Mm-hmm. And, uh, don't yeah. make fake goods. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, don't make fake goods and uh, don't buy fake goods. Mm. If you can avoid it, mm. um, just stay wary out there in the wild west of the internet. Okay, so that's all the news stories we have for this week. Let's wrap things up with our final segment of the show, Word of the Week. Okay, so today I'm going to introduce you to an interesting wase ego or Japanese English phrase. Well, this one I got today is not like 100% wase ego. It's a combination of English and Japanese expression. The word of the week is emoi, 
Emoi. Hmm. I know this ha- word. You know? I know this word. Okay. Finally. Tell me. Finally. It yeah. means emotional. Um, Close. But like, it's like, um, like kanjo teki. Mm, it's mm, like very mm. moving, right? Yeah. It's not just yeah. emotional. It's very, emo- uh, very emotional. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, very emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like moving, I guess you might say in English, uh-huh. right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Moving or it's kind of the, as you said, like it's kind of the word uh, you use to describe your own feeling mm. when you're really impressed by something mm. or yeah, moved by something. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was watching some like a uh, music video from like 80s mm. uh, a while ago and the two vocalists uh, harmonized towards the, the end of the music. Yeah. And this word like emoji like randomly came to my mind. Right. Okay. You know? <laughs> but it's weird because uh, it's a new word. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, I, I never use it. Like uh, it didn't exist when I was a, a student, you mm. know, but uh, people just started using this word only a few years ago. Yeah, that's what I'd heard because I heard it actually before my wife. It was kind of funny. I don't remember where I heard this word first, but then like I said it as like a joke when I was at home. And she's like, "What's emoji?" Hmm. And I was like, "You don't know emoji?" Like, uh. like kind of pretending like I'd known about it for years. <laughs> <laughs> and then she googled it, and she's like, "Oh yeah, like only kids say that." Uh-huh. But um, yeah, apparently it's a bit yeah a bit of a young person slang. Yeah. Um, she th- she seemed to think it sounded a bit lame. So. Uh, yeah, it, it sounds lame, but... So I stopped using um, it. <laughs> yeah, but for the first time, you know, yeah. when I when I saw that music video, yeah. which was uh, actually Halloween, mm. like live, live show. Yeah. And yeah, just just this, this word like randomly pop up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for anyone that studies Japanese, you probably know some basic like E form uh, adjectives. Like um, oishi or atsui or something mm-hmm. like that. So it's kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. M-O-E. E. Yeah, yeah. But um, y- you know what uh, MO emo is, right? Yeah. MO is the shortened form Emotional. of emotion. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it, it kind of just follows the same format mm. as these uh, adjectives that you might have learned before. Mm. So I, I guess compared to some of the other words we've had on the show before this one's a little bit more easy to use uh-huh. um you know like oh kawaii or kawaii mm. or sugoi or something like that it's just or like one emoji right yeah it's just one yeah one word you can just throw out there yeah um like we say you might sound a little bit lame if you use it so maybe this <laughs> is for the younger crowd <laughs> yeah people that are in less than like mid-20s so yeah i'm like yeah i've just come into my 30s i'm 31 now so i feel like i can't use it anymore I'm yeah, asked. if we do, we get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> By the word police. Word police, yeah. <laughs> so how would you say um, MOE in, in our generation's slang? For uh, our generation or mm. below, like m- many people still use it, yeah. uh, is yabai. Yabai, oh, okay. Y- you know yabai, right? Of course, that's like the multi-purpose. Uh-huh. You can just uh-huh. say yabai like any time. Yeah, yeah. Even if like, no one's saying anything. Uh-huh. I just hear kids on the train like, yeah, bye, yeah, bye. And nobody's even talking. That's uh-huh. the only word I hear. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, just, it has such, that has deep meaning. That is a Fukai word. It's, maybe it's not that deep, but um, it's more generic, you know. Yeah. It can be used for anything, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah. So it's not deep. Like, it's a very shallow word. <laughs> shallow But it's word. deep in yeah. its uses. Like, I just hear it, like, so many times. Like, it's I, I would say, like, wide yeah. in its usage, right? Yeah, but I would say it's almost a, akin to, and I apologize for this, 
fuck in mm. English. I just, oh, fuck. Mm. Or like, you can use that word mm. in any circumstance. Yeah. Bad, negative, neutral, uh-huh. surprised, angry. Uh-huh. That's what Yubai is like, I think. Uh-huh. But it's not a swear word, is it? That's the only difference. But do you use like fuck for a positive, like to describe a positive thing? Yeah, like, um, you know, like if something good just happened, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, yes. <laughs> like, yeah, it's that's the, true. It's, it's, all that's in the, true. it's all in the way that you say it. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but it's quite more similar to the English word. Fuck. I think it is, yeah. Mm. But yeah, without that rude connotation.、Mm. So、I apologize for infecting all of your ears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's all from us this week. Whichever platform you're listening to us on, make sure you're subscribed for a new episode every single week. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're also releasing new videos every week on our YouTube channel. So search for You Tokyo and find us there. So stay healthy, stay safe, everybody. And、uh, if you're locked indoors, listen to some good tunes. Then remember, when, when you hit that, hear those harmonies hit, feel MOE. <laughs> <laughs> and be sure to check back next week for the very next episode of This Week in Japan. Thank、you